Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. For many, winter holidays in the United States aren't complete without a pumpkin pie. And honestly, where would we be without the pie-inspired pumpkin spice lattes? But think about this. Pumpkin pie is a pie filled with squash. Who in the world decided to fill a pie with a squash? The history of how pumpkin pie became so popular is a story that smashes together medieval traditions, indigenous food from Africa and the Americas, and the most sought-after goods of ancient trade routes through Asia and the Middle East. But first, let's start simply with the pie, which was more popular during the Middle Ages in Europe than it is in the U.S. today, according to Ken Albala, a professor of history at the University of the Pacific in Stockton, California. He's also the author of more than 25 books about food and food history, including Food in Early Modern Europe. He told us via email, there were a lot of pies, fruits, meat, fish, vegetables. In medieval times, pies looked much different than the ones we know today, and people didn't eat the crusts. That's because pie crusts at the time were made of a dough that was thick, bland, and stiff, not flaky or buttery and were most often single-use cooking and serving vessels. They were made freeform, without pie dishes or plates, so they stood higher and had to be harder than what we're used to seeing in pies today. Albala said, People poured hot gelatinous gravy into a hole at the top to keep air out. And often, but I don't think always, they broke open the pie and scooped out the contents, throwing away the crust. Some historical evidence shows that those crusts may have been soaked and eaten by servants or the poor. But all that ended around the 14 to 1500s, when people figured out how to, or perhaps could more widely afford to, make crusts more tender. When European colonists arrived in North America, eating pie crust became normal and a very important part of life. Food was scarce, especially during winters, and eating pie crust became a great way to stretch small amounts of food to feed hungry people. By the 1600s, eating a slice was the way to savor pie. As for the filling, in medieval Europe, there was no pumpkin. Instead, Europeans made pies with other gourds, favoring varieties that originated in Africa. Europeans only got their first taste of pumpkins when explorers, colonizers, and slave traders brought pumpkins back from their trips to the Americas. While it took years for Europeans to warm up to some other foods from the Americas, things like potatoes and tomatoes were considered poisonous, they took to pumpkins quickly because they were similar to the gourds that they were already familiar with, but sweeter. Albala said, Pumpkin pie as we know it is fundamentally medieval. Pumpkin spice is a classic medieval combination. And yes, let's talk about the spice combination that we today associate with autumn, desserts, and coffee shops. In the Middle Ages, it wasn't just used for sweet pies. A similar spice combination was used in everything that folks could afford to during that time period. Not only did it taste good, but those same spices were also considered a status symbol that wealthy people used to flaunt their riches. Sugar was rare, too. So, if you could offer guests a feast featuring spices, sugar, and vegetables from the New World, you were rolling. Albala said, you find the cinnamon-clove-ginger-nutmeg combo everywhere up into the 16th century. By then, they were often combined with sugar, too. There are standard and pudarfor combinations that are spicier with pepper, sometimes grains of paradise. 
But what we think of as pumpkin spice goes into most recipes until French hot cuisine in the 17th century begins to banish them to the end of the meal, along with sweets. Ultimately, by the 18th century, the British lost their love for pumpkin pie and began to negatively associate pumpkins with Native Americans. They instead preferred apple, pear, and quince pies, which they considered more sophisticated. But at the same time, colonists in America began to make pumpkin pie on their own. Consider the book American Cookery by Amelia Simmons. It's considered by food historians to be a kind of culinary declaration of independence from England. It's the first cookbook ever written by an American featuring ingredients indigenous to America and published in America. Simmons' recipe for pumpkin pie goes, One quart stewed and strained pumpkin, three pints cream, nine beaten eggs, sugar, mace, nutmeg, and ginger, laid into paste, number seven or three, and with a dough spur, cross and checker it, and baked in dishes three quarters of an hour. Simmons' recipe is very close to what we recognize today as traditional pumpkin pie, with one exception. Her recipe calls for that top crust. By the early 1800s, though, pumpkin pie became a single crust pie and a mainstay of American cuisine and Thanksgiving feasts. By the way, if you prefer your pie in the morning, perhaps after a Thanksgiving feast, with a cup of coffee, you're upholding another American tradition. Up until the late 19th century, people regularly ate breakfast pie, including flavors like pumpkin and apple. Breakfast pie was on hotel and restaurant menus and held a regular spot on the breakfast menus in the homes of people like Ralph Waldo Emerson and Oliver Wendell Holmes. Today's episode was written by Sean Chavis and produced by Tyler Klang. For more on this and lots of other tasty topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. 